so we're going to be uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 27, 28. And let me just quickly say, if I was a guy to skip verses, I'd skip these two chapters except for the blessing part. And I'm telling you that. I feel like uh, my life is blessed by and large. God, God blesses me and, I, and I, I appreciate that so much. And the curses, we're going to talk about some stuff that are probably the most doleful parts of the Old Testament, and I'll, we'll get through them together. Um, I kind of get detached, kind of like in a clinical, maybe like a nurse does at an emergency room. You can't get emotionally involved every time some, they rush a patient in. They may or may not make it through their heart attack or gunshot wound or whatever it is. So you've got to, you know, detach and I kind of I kind of do that a little bit if I let my like heart enter into these things it's 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 really hard I, I don't know how else to say it so we'll we'll try to be faithful to teaching but like I say this is uh not only not my favorite it's probably my one of my least favorite chapters in all of scripture uh, specifically Deuteronomy chapter 28 but let's start starting we'll never get done it's a long section. Father, we pray your blessing. Give my uh, mind clarity. Give, our, give us clarity to hear. Give us the right heart to hear, to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. We're talking about cursings. I don't want you to think of this. Okay, a man has a son. His son uh, lives in the basement and is selling drugs, so the father kicks him out. And because he's a drug user, his life spirals downward. He ends up living under a bridge. He gets beaten up uh, by the drug dealers because he didn't make a payment. Uh, and eventually he overdoses because he wasn't living in, under the father's blessing. The roof, three hots and a cot. His mom was doing his laundry. Uh, he had, uh, you know, his dad was very wealthy. He, you know, took care of all his needs. I don't want you to think of it like that because it's not like that. When you think of the prodigal son, he says, listen, I want what's coming to me, I want it now. But he was a sinful man, so he tore through his inheritance with sinfulness. And then when the drought comes, and always the drought comes, you know, he began to be in want. I don't want you to think of that either. Because it's not a question of just being like blowing through an inheritance or something like that. This is God willfully cursing. He's not okay, you're not going to be under my blessing anymore. Well, good luck to you, and it's going to go south because it's a fallen world and he's not protecting you. No, he's part of the cursing. He's making sure that you're not going to prosper being sinful and rebellious against him. Because if it was just the father and son, we get how that works. And the first analogy would be a good, strong one. But here's the issue. Jesus Christ. And we can't be neutral or ambivalent and say, well, you know, I'm just going to find my own way, Dad. No, nah, I'm just, you know, however we... No, 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 no. Jesus died for your sins. He's the only provision. There is no other. And God's not ambivalent about your sin. He's going to actively work at making sure your life is not in a good place. Psalm 2. Yeah, we're throwing these restraints off us. Who does God think he is? Um, God. And he sits in heaven, he laughs, like, who are these puny people? What are they thinking anyway? And then he, he smites them in his, in his like, 
I have set my son upon my holy hill. And uh, we find we're at cross purposes with him. He's not neutral in this at all. Imagine Jesus Christ coming to the earth to save you from your sin. Yeah, I'm mad at me. Who cares? Got nothing for me. It's like a blood of a, a pig being slaughtered or a goat or a, a, a wolf eating a rabbit. Who cares? God. And he's not, I, I don't know how else to say, he's not ambivalent. Now he's a blessing father or he's a smiting God. There is a place called hell. He didn't make it for you. He made it for the devil and his angels. But if you want to reject God, it's the only other eternal place to be. It's heaven or it's hell. And those are, uh, I, I, I want to be true to his word and, and, and tell us these high stakes. Okay. Deuteronomy chapter 27, the Mo, and Moses with the elders of Israel commanded the people, saying, Keep all the commandments which I command you this day, and it shall be on the day when you shall pass over Jordan unto the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, that thou shalt set thee up great stones and plaster them with plaster. And thou shalt write upon them all the words of this law when thou art pa passed over, that thou mayest go in unto the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, a land that floweth with milk and honey, as the Lord God of thy fathers has promised thee. They've uncovered this altar at Mount Ebal in Jerusalem. There's plenty of e uh, YouTube videos. I was just looking at one before we started here this morning. It's evident and obvious to me that it's the right one. There's always a controversy because anytime anything happens biblically, there's always the naysayers. So there's always controversy. But I think like you're barking up the wrong tree. Therefore it shall be when ye be gone over Jordan that ye shall set up these stones which I command you this day in Mount Ebal, and thou shalt plaster them with plaster. Thou shalt build an altar unto the Lord thy God, an altar of stones, Thou shalt not lift up any iron tool upon them. Thou shalt build the altar of the Lord thy God of whole stones. Thou shalt offer burnt offerings thereon unto the Lord thy God. I want to feed you the answer. That's one of the uh, homework questions. Why no iron tool or any kind of tool? Why an altar of whole stones? Uh, but it's an altar nonetheless. Verse 7, thou shalt offer peace offerings and shalt eat there and rejoice before the Lord thy God. And thou shalt write upon the stones all the words of this law very plainly. Big debate again. So what are we writing? The Decalogue, otherwise known as the Ten Commandments? Are we writing the book of Deuteronomy? I think we're writing the book of the law. All five books, if you put it that way. Because I think you have to know about uh, Genesis chapter 3. Oh, the rest of the Bible makes no sense at all. What's the first commandment? Somebody get it? The very first commandment God gave. No, no, you're right. That's the first commandment in the Decalogue. I'm talking about in the Bible. 613 laws the Jews have counted. So which law are we talking about? What's the very first commandment? Be fruitful and multiply. And there you go. And that's, is, is that part of what God wants them to obey? Uh, well, there's a lot of blessing enjoined upon that being fruitful and multiplying, and a lot of curses as well. And I think it makes sense that the whole of the first five books of Moses are written on this altar. Uh, the plaster's not there anymore. Of course it wouldn't be, and the writing has probably gone that way too. Um, 
So verse 9, And Moses and the priests, the Levites, spake unto all Israel, saying, Take heed and hearken, O Israel, this day. Thou art become the people of the Lord thy God. Thou shalt therefore obey the voice of the Lord thy God and do his commandments and his statutes which I command thee this day. Moses charged the people same day, saying, They shall stand upon Mount Gerizim to bless the people. When ye come over Jordan, by the way, it's not if, it's when. When ye shall come over Jordan, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, and Joseph, and Benjamin. And these shall stand upon Mount Ebal to curse. Reuben, Gad, and Asher, Zebulun, Dan, and Naphtali. And the Levites shall speak and say unto all the men of Israel with a loud voice, Cursed be the man that maketh any graven or molten image, an abomination unto the Lord, the work of the hands of the craftsmen, and putteth it in a secret place. And all the people shall answer and say, Amen. The Amen is an agreement. Okay, we, we agree. Don't. Don't agree. <laughs> Don't sign up. Don't put your name on the dotted line. Do not. The, the works of the law. No one's justified through the works of the law. They should be saying, Lord, have mercy. Give us the wherewithal to, to follow these. But they're saying amen. And I think they're entering into a covenant that, by the way, they can't possibly keep. I like the new covenant. I can keep that. Believe in Jesus Christ. Accept him as Savior. I got that. I, I, yeah, I can do that. Oh, keep the works law? Oh, I try so hard. I mean, I'm a man who's committed to serving God. And I do it explicitly, uh, obviously, joyfully, and perfectly. <laughs> now, factor in the sarcasm, because none of those things are true. I mean, my heart is really towards God. And I don't keep all his precepts, all his commandments. I, I, don't, I don't do it. I, I wish I did. So, uh, okay, cursed be that man. All the people shall answer and say amen. Cursed be, verse 16, he that setteth light by his father or his mother and all the people shall say amen. The idea is uh, makes fun of his father or his mother. Cursed be he that removeth his neighbor's landmark and all the people shall say Amen. Cursed be he that maketh the blind to wander out of the way, and all the people shall say amen. I remember one time I was sitting on a porch of a, a store when I was a little kid on the corner of where I lived, and a lady came by with a white cane. She got, I don't know how she did it, she got trapped inside of a fence. It, it was an, an open gate, and she got around inside of it, and so like on three sides she was tapping with her cane, and the lady came tearing out of there and yelled at me like, don't you know enough to help her? And I was, I was a silly little kid, and, and uh, I, I wasn't exactly sure what was going on. And I, I no, no, I didn't. <laughs> I mean, I would have. I, I, I had the right, but I didn't know what to do. And I was like, hey, what do you, you know, and stuff like that. I kind of want a do-over on that one. You know what life stinks? You never get a do-over. What you should have done when you should have done it. But I would not, never purposefully lead blind people away. Hey, people do it every day of the week. You, have you seen YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, CNN? Oh, did I say that or I just think it? Oh. MSNBC, uh, Washington Post. Oh, I'm just, I stopped. Somebody stopped me. I got to keep going. Uh, legacy media. They are the blind leading the blind. And that's a curse. Cursed thing. Um, Verse 19, Cursed be he that perverteth the judgment of the stranger, fatherless, and widow, and all the people shall say, Amen. 
God always has a special place in his heart for the fatherless and the widow and for the stranger as well. You want to pervert justice as far as they're concerned? That's, a, that's such a bad idea. Cursed be he that lieth with his father's wife because he uncovered his father's skirt and all the people shall say amen. Who would do that? Reuben. Um, for, my, for my thinking, Ham... People would argue that uh, Absalom is a curse with that. But let's keep going. Cursed be he that lieth with any manner of beast, and all the people shall say amen. Who would do that? Um, one guy specifically, when Suze was in the legislature, wanted to get uh, a marriage license for his dog. And all of that entailed. It, I'm not joking. He, he didn't, couldn't separate in his mind dog license, marriage license. Isn't it sad that God has to tell us these things? Um, I remember El Sir Elton John saying, uh, you know, because he uh, was famously bisexual and said, I think people should be very free with their sexuality, just stopping only at goats. And I thought, like, why? Why goats? What do you, what do you got against goats? And if once you throw the baby uh, of the, the scripture out with the bathwater of common sense, w w all bets are off. I, I don't have this rock to stand on. Why are goats, why is sleeping with goats bad? Yeah, I know. Okay, it gets worse. Okay, you just, just stand by. It gets a lot worse. Uh, Cursed be he that lieth with his sister, the daughter of his father, or the daughter of his mother, and all the people shall say amen. You say, what about Abraham? Sarah was the daughter, I think, of his father, not of his mother. Well, that was before the law was given. And at the beginning, you've got to remember, you know, uh, Adam and Eve had Cain and Abel and others as well. So, you know, when they married, well, Cain married anyway, he had to marry either a sister or a what? Uh, a niece, I mean, at the beginning. But after a while, it becomes against uh, God's law. And, and I'm okay with that. That's a good thing. Uh, the guy who looks at his sister and says, Wow, uh, that's not, no. Cursed be he that lieth with his mother-in-law, and all the people shall say amen. And by the way, while I'm talking about sleeping with your sister, Christian's dating. When she's... When you say I do in front of God and everyone, she becomes your wife. Great. Enjoy. And I, I, sex is a wonderful thing. But up until that time you say I do, she's your sister. And you're committing spiritual incest. Just want you to think about that. Get your mind around that. Cursed be he that lieth with his mother-in-law, and all the people shall say amen. Some of these don't need much commentary. I'm just going to keep going. Cursed be he that smiteth his neighbor secretly, and all the people shall say amen. Cursed be he that taketh reward to slay an innocent person, a hitman in the Old Testament. Imagine that. All the people shall say amen. Cursed be he that confirmeth not all the words of this law to do them, and all the people shall say amen. You think I'm doing good. I'm not sleeping with my, uh, my mother-in-law, my sister, my this and that. And you think, well, I'm, 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 I'm doing okay. You've got to keep all the law. If you keep any of the law, 
A lot of these Jewish roots people, they go and they go to, and they hang out and they, you know, wear the yarmulke and they meet on Saturday and they read the Torah and study and stuff like that. And they, they're trying to go back to the time when, you know, people kept the law. You've got to keep the whole thing. Why would you do that? It, it's, it's by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Is somebody struggling with that? I can explain it to you deeperly. Uh, deeperly. I can explain myself how to talk English. I, I don't know. Okay. The, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28. This is a good part. It gets the, the blessings and it shall come. To, we, we haven't hit all the curses yet. That was just like a, a cursory list of curses. Anyway, this part here gets better because we're talking about the blessing. It shall come to pass that thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do his commandments which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. Yay! I think this was a time when America was a more righteous nation. We were never a perfect nation, but I think we were dedicated to God at the beginning, and, and sometimes we didn't stray from that too far, and we concerned ourselves with uh, blessing God, and God blessed us in return. All these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee. Wow, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. It means you can't, you're obedient to God. You couldn't help but be blessed, is what it's saying. It's like, oh God, bless me, bless me, bless me. I, do what I tell you to do, I will. And we can see that in so many areas of our life. Blessed shalt thou be in the city, blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, and the flocks and the sheep. Births all over the place. Uh, blessed shall thy basket and uh, shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. Blessed shalt um, verse 7, the Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before these seven ways. So even when you're getting blessed, there's still people who are set against you because they're still enemies of God, uh, agents of Satan. Sometimes they know they are. Sometimes they're just, because they're rebelling against God, they're by default workers of iniquity and they don't like you who are trying to follow God. It just works out that way. But God doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because I have enemies. Because you have enemies. They're going to rise up against you. And the Lord's going to cause your enemies that rise up against you to be smitten before your face. Both human and demonic. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before these seven ways. So they come marching out like a troop. They head and like scatter and running around looking like the three stooges when they're running away bumping into each other and everything. I like when the Bible says that the, uh, the enemy was discomfited, you know, before. I, I have this idea, you know, they're all, you know, you know how like when the Three Stooges, they are at, and they turn the, and they hit like Moe or something in the back of the head with their rifles. I have an idea it's like that. It's just, just they, they're just clueless and bumbling and stumbling because God's on our team. Both, again, human and demonic. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but flesh and blood does attack us um, because, again, there are several of them are the agents of hell who, who have signed up and some, several of them are just by default 
the a- agents of, of the devil. The Lord shall command the, thy blessing up, uh, upon thee in thy storehouses and in all that thou settest thine hand unto, and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. The Lord shall establish thee and holy people unto himself as he hath sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways. It's conditional. I tell people uh, when we do marriage counseling, God's 100% chance of your marriage being successful. 100% chance. The only one caveat, you've got to do it God's way. If you keep his commands, will he bless your marriage? When it comes to, if you keep his commandments regarding marriage, will he bless your marriage? Oh, 100% of the time. 100% of the time. And all the people of the earth uh, shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods, in the fruit of thy body, in the fruit of thy cattle, in the fruit of thy ground, in the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers to give thee. Is any stone left unblessed, <laughs> unturned unblessed? Is anything God's missing? He doesn't miss anything. I'm bless your fields, I'm going to bless your cattle, I'm going to bless you. Uh, the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto thy land in his season, to bless all the work of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. Uh, we were uh, the greatest lender nation one time, now we're the greatest debtor nation. I wonder if there's anything uh, that has to do with our turn from God. I wonder if that has anything to do. Well, of course it does. Of course it does. I'm telling you, God's not ambivalent or he's not neutral about these things. God, we don't want you, we don't want crosses displayed publicly. We don't want Ten Commandments on the walls of our our public building. Certainly not in the courtroom and certainly not in the classroom. You know, if we have a child there or something like that, we don't ever want him to feel badly about stealing, you know, the answers of the test off his neighbor's paper. So we wouldn't have commandments up there saying, thou shalt not steal. Oh, that would be horrible. We can't have, God, we can't have anyone address God in, in prayer in school. That would just be horrific. Some little kid might feel poorly about themselves and oh, the world would go sideways. God's not neutral about these things. We think we're doing some kind of heroic thing. No, it's just called rebellion. And then we're... We've, we've sowed the wind, we're reaping the whirlwind, but you can, and, and a blind person could see that. Well, you, you'd loan to many nations, uh, but you shall never borrow. That's, that's how God has set it up. That's why he wants to bless. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. Thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. You're going to go up and up, not down, is what it's saying. <clears throat> if that thou shalt hearken unto the commandment of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and do them. Thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day to the right hand or the left to go after other gods to serve them. It's another question. What does it mean to go off to the right? And what does it mean to go off to the left? But it shall come to pass that thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes. Oh, I think it changes here, does it not? So God's going to bless you and bless you and bless you and bless you and bless you, and you're going to get blessed in ways you don't even know that, you, that existed in your life. You're going to get so blessed. But, uh, if it shall come to pass that thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, uh, 
to observe to do all his commandments and statutes which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Same word, overtake. Cursed thou shalt thou be in the city, cursed shalt thou be in the field. Same, same, right? Cursed shall be thy basket and thy store. It's like a mirror image, except negative. Cursed shalt thou be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy land, the increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. Cursed shalt thou be when thou comest in, cursed shalt thou be when thou goest out. <coughs> I don't think that's just coming and going. Again, in verse 6, coming, you know, when you go in, you come. I think it's going out to war, coming in from battle. And that's why it says in verse 7 about your enemies fleeing before your face. You're going to be cursed when you come in. You're going to be cursed when you go out. Lord shall send upon thee cursing, vexation, and rebuke in all that thou settest thy hand unto for to do until thou be destroyed, until thou perish quickly because of the wickedness of thy doings whereby thou hast forsaken me. (coughs) Excuse me. The Lord shall make... Uh, the pestilence cleave unto thee until he have consumed thee out of the land whither thou goest to possess it. The Lord shall smite thee with a consumption, with a fever, with an inflammation, with an extreme burning, and with the sword, and with blasting, and with mildew, and they shall pursue thee until thou perish. Um, yeah, none of those, uh, something I'm really interested in receiving. And thy heaven that is over thy head shall be brass, and the earth that is under thee shall be iron. Unresponsive. You want to plant something, nothing good can come of that. It's kind of the idea. Lord shall make the rain of thy land powder and dust. From heaven shall it come down upon thee until thou be destroyed. Lord shall cause thee to be smitten before thy enemies. Thou shalt go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them and shall be removed into all the kingdoms of the earth. This is one of the first times it talks about the uh, diaspora. Um, There's a lot of movement back to Israel in the last times, but before 1940, there wasn't a land where there wasn't Israelites, Jewish people. Uh, America is a good example. Russia is another good example. Parts of Africa. Uh, you, you know, you saw uh, Fiddler on the Roof. Where were, that, where were the Russians there? I mean, where were the yeah, Jews there? They were in Russia, under, under the Tsar. Uh, this is what God's saying. Uh, Zionism? No, you're all over the planet. You're all over the place. Thy carcass shall be meat unto all fowls of the air, unto the beasts of the earth, and no man shall fray them away. No one's going to chase them away. Lord will smite thee with the botch of Egypt, with the emeralds and with the scab, with the itch whereof thou shalt not be healed. I don't know what the botch is. I don't want the botch. I'm sure I don't want emeralds. That's hemorrhoids, right? Preparation E, emeralds. I don't know. With the scab, I don't know. With the itch, <laughs> no. Just I'm not signing up for these, okay? I'm signing up for obedience. I, it just, I don't know. It just sounds like a better outcome to me. The Lord shall smite thee with madness and blindness and astonishment of heart. 
like again, some verses just kind of speak for themselves. Thou shalt grope at noonday as the blind gropeth in darkness, and thou shalt not prosper in thy ways, and thou shalt be only oppressed and spoiled evermore, and no man shall save thee. And you're groping at noonday. You think it's a, a blindness thing? I think it's a spiritually blindness thing. I think the answers come. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I think, you know, James tells us if you have a lack of wisdom, ask. He's a good God. He's not going to, you're here again asking me. Oh, I can't believe it. He wants to bless us. He wants to give us uh, liberally, it says, with liberality, he'll give us blessing and answers. We're groping at noonday. What does that tell us? We're not, we're not seeking after the one who's giving the answers out. I think that's a spiritual condition. Now, verse 30 is interesting to me because of a chapter, a couple chapters ago. Thou shalt betroth the wife, and another man shall lie with her. And the, other, the word lie there means rape. It doesn't mean just, okay. Thou shalt build a house, and thou shalt not dwell therein. Thou shalt plant a vineyard and shall not gather the grapes thereof. You remember when they go on to battle? Hey, anyone, anyone plant a vineyard? Anyone, you know, betrothed to a wife? Anyone, uh, you know, built a house and hasn't dedicated it? So it's interesting, you know. Thine ox shall be slain before thine eyes, and thou shalt not eat thereof. Say, I'm okay, I don't think I want ox meat anyway. Uh, me and Suze had it when we were in Haiti. Um, the missionary's wife, she cooked to death. It was kind of charcoal briquettes by the time we got it. But I remember I wasn't overly fond of it. But I think like anything else, you know, if you do it right, it's probably delicious. Like most uh, meats that are um, kosher, shall I say. You know, God knows how to bless his people. Uh, Thine ass shall be violently taken away from before thy face and shall not be restored to thee. Thy sheep shall be given unto thy enemies, and thou shalt have none to rescue them. So your livestock is eaten before your eyes, taken away. You say, I don't want to eat a donkey. Well, they're not eating the donkey, but a donkey is a, easy to ride. Uh, they, they can, you can plow with a donkey, and donkey is just a, a good animal to have if you're an agricultural people. But it doesn't matter. Sheep gone. Donkeys gone, ox eaten. Thy sons and thy daughters shall be given unto another people, and then I shall look and fail with longing for them all the day long, and there shall be no might in thine hand. <sighs> you look that looking with longing it means despair. See so your children are taken away. I see that happening right now without them physically being taken away. Uh, they're spiritually taken away by an aggressive... Uh, Satan is aggressively taking our children away from us. This is it close to home. We know what this is like. Uh, some of you know what this is like as well. Um, it's, it's despairing. We have to keep faith and we have to keep praying and we have to keep trusting God. And we have to fight off despair setting in. It doesn't look likely that it's going to have a good outcome. But God. So we keep, keep it on. The fruit of thy land and all thy labor shall a nation which thou knowest not eat up and shall be only oppressed and crushed alway. 
so that thou shalt be mad for the sight of thine eyes, which thou shalt see. Lord shall smite thee in the knees, in the legs with the sore botch that cannot be healed, from the sole of thy foot unto the top of thy head. I think botches boil, but I don't know that. And they keep, you know, some of these people know and some of them they don't. Right now I think I'm botchless. I think I want to remain that way. Just, just saying. The botch. The Lord shall bring thee and thy king which uh, thou shalt set over thee unto a nation which neither thou nor thy fathers have known. And there shalt thou serve other gods, wood and stone. Uh, Babylonian captivity, anyone? Assyrian captivity, anyone? Thou shalt become an astonishment, a proverb, and a byword among all nations, whither the Lord shall lead thee. Thou shalt carry much seed into the field, and shalt gather but little in, for the locust shall consume it. Imagine having a bag full of seed. It's food, but I'm going to plant it in faith, because I want a big harvest. But if I eat the seed right now, at least I get one good meal. And that's what we're running into. That's what we're looking at. That's, that's what God's saying. No, it's not going to work out. Locusts are going to consume it. Thou shalt plant vineyards and dress them, but shall neither drink of the wine nor gather the grapes, for the worms shall eat them. Thou shalt have olive trees throughout all thy coast, but thou shalt not anoint thyself with the oil, for thine olive shall cast his fruit. Um, thou shalt beget sons and daughters, but thou shalt not enjoy them, for they shall go into captivity. Taken away as slaves is going into captivity. Uh, sex trafficked and whatnot. So, uh, I can't think of anything in my life more nightmarish. Imagine having a, a child disappear. If, if, if your child died, God forbid that this should ever happen to any one of us here. God forbid. If your child only died, it would be so hard to take. But imagine not knowing if they're alive or dead or what their fate is or what, their, what the outcome of this whole thing is. And, you know, you're looking down the road waiting for the prodigal to reappear that never comes. It's, it's, these, these words are... They're, they're heartbreaking. I'm trying to maintain my... Main, I'm just trying to maintain. But if you read these verses, and if you're a feeling, thinking person, I can't think of anything more nightmarish. All thy trees and fruit of thy land shall the locusts consume. The stranger that is within thee shall get up above thee very high, and thou shalt come down very low. So it's the opposite of what's said in the other verse. You'll go up higher, higher, higher. In every part of your life, promotion and just smarter, higher, better, healthier. And, and just now you're going down, down, down the other way, and the person is going up, up, up over you. He shall lend to thee, and thou shalt not lend to him. He shall be the head, and thou shalt be the tail. Uh, head is leadership, tail is, you know, unless you're the uh, lead dog, the, the view never changes. Think of it that way. Uh, verse 45, Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee, and thou and shall pursue thee and overtake thee. 
till thou be destroyed, because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded thee. So what happens if I sin? I'm in ancient Israel and I, I took something. I shouldn't have, but I did. Hey, 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 hey. That's not a rebellion. It's just stealing. Restore it fourfold or twofold. I can't remember what it was. Take a, take a sheep to the priest. Uh, I sinned. Have at it. Have, it. have it done. All these things aren't like, this is when we turn from God. I don't care about you. I don't care about what you say. I'm not keeping any of your commandments. You can go take all your commandments, and you know what you can do with them. I'm having nothing to do with you. I'm washing my hands of the whole. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about, oops, I messed up. I did something wrong. Okay, this is a turning, a, 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 a turning away. Don't do that. Don't, 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 don't do that in your heart. Don't, I'm going to follow the Lord all the days of my life. There's no option. There's no, there's no, this is, we're not debating this. We're not, we're not, some things are settled in your heart forever. Okay, I'm going to be preaching if I don't, okay, let's keep going. And they shall be upon thee for a sign and for a wonder and upon thy seed forever. Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. Therefore shalt thou serve thy enemies, which the Lord shall send against thee, in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and in want of all things. He shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he have destroyed thee. Lord shall bring a nation against thee from afar, from the end, end of the earth. As swift as the eagle flieth, a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand. I think this is Babylon, okay? A nation of fierce countenance, which shall not regard the person of the old, nor show favor to the young. But he shall eat the fruit of thy cattle, the fruit of thy land, until thou be destroyed. Which also shall not leave thee either corn, wine, or oil, or the increase of thy kind, or flocks, or thy sheep, until he have destroyed thee. He shall, shall besiege thee in all thy gates, until thy high and fence walls come down, wherein thou trustest. Throughout all the land he shall besiege thee in all thy gates, throughout all thy land, which the Lord thy God hath given thee. So they put up these huge walls to defend against invaders. Great. So the invaders come and camp outside. Uh-oh, now what are we going to do? There's no life coming into, there's no industry, there's no trade, there's no food coming in. Hopefully you have a water source inside the gates. Other than that, this, this place, your great defense, is going to become your tomb. Verse 53, thou shalt eat the fruit of thine own body. Wait, I couldn't have got that right. Let's read that again. Thou shalt eat the fruit of thine own body, the flesh of thy sons and of thy daughters, which the Lord thy God hath given thee in the siege and in the straightness wherewith thy enemies shall distress thee. That can't be right. Eating your own children, that's not even possible. Verse 54, let's see what the Bible has to say about this thing. So that the man who is tender among you and very delicate, his eye shall be evil toward his brother and toward the wife of his bosom and toward the remnant of his children which he shall leave. 
the remnant because he's already eaten one, right? That's the idea. So that he will not, and he's evil, he's evil, his eye is evil toward his brother, toward his wife. The idea is he's not sharing any of his children uh, that he's eating. So he will not give to any of them the flesh of his child, uh, children whom he shall eat, because he hath nothing left him in the siege, and in the straightness wherewith thine enemies shall distress thee in all the gates. Now, I know some of you are saying, that would never, ever, 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 ever happen to me. I would starve to death rather than eat one of my children. By the way, that's the right answer. I hope you feel that in your heart of hearts, and I hope you believe that to be true. I'm not going to try to dissuade you, because I feel the exact same way. Let's never try to find out. We live in the land of plenty. I've never been that hungry in all my life where all I can think about is food. I've fasted for an extended period of time. Some, some of you have. And, but it's always like, well, I can, I can change this in a minute. I can go to the cupboard, open it up, and eat to my heart's content. I've never, I've never seen anything like this. Um, but some of you know the Old Testament. And this is a prophecy, and it actually happens. You know, the king of uh, Israel, the northern kingdom, is going through town, and the lady shouts to him and says, Hey, king, help me. He goes, If God can't help you, what do you think I can do? What's your problem? What's ailing you? Well, my neighbor lady said, Hey, let's boil your son and eat him today, and tomorrow we'll eat my son. Well, we boiled my son, and we ate him, and now she's hid her son from me. He's saying, that's, I know. I, it, I don't even have words for it. Saying, well, I, I would never do that. Well, I hope, I, again, I hope we never find out. Verse 56, the tender and delicate woman among you, which would not adventure to set the sole of her foot upon the ground for delicateness and tenderness. We got this sophisticated lady who wouldn't even go barefoot. She wouldn't even think about taking her barefoot and setting it on the ground. She's so ladylike and so prim and proper. So she would never do this. She's on her way to the museum and culture and refinement. And I heard, uh, well, let's see about this delicate woman. Her eyes shall be evil toward the husband of her bosom and toward her son and toward her daughter and toward her young, young one that shall come out between her feet and toward her children, which she shall bear for she shall eat them for want of all things, secretly in the siege and straightness wherewith thine enemies shall distress thee in thy gates. Remarkable. If thou wilt not observe to do all the words of this book, that are uh, words of this law that are written in this book, that thou mayest fear this glorious and fearful name, the Lord thy God. Then the Lord will make thy plagues wonderful, the idea tremendous, and the plagues, plagues of thy seed, even great plagues, and of long continuance, and sore sickness, and of long continuance. Moreover, he will bring upon thee all the diseases of Egypt, which thou wast afraid of, and they shall cleave unto thee. Also, every sickness and every plague, which is not written in the book of this law, then will the Lord, Lord bring upon thee until thou be destroyed. 
And you shall be left few in number, whereas you were as the stars of heaven for multitude, because thou wouldst not obey the voice of the Lord thy God. It shall come to pass that as the Lord rejoiced over you to do you good and to multiply you, so the Lord will rejoice over you to destroy you and to bring you to naught. And ye shall be plucked from off the land whither thou goest to possess it. Isn't this a fun study? Um, it's remarkable. Listen, God's not ambivalent about sin. Tell, talk to Noah about it. God's not ambivalent about sin. There is a place called hell. Now he's made a remedy. Praise his holy name. And we're not going to keep all the words of the law. I think we all know that. Uh, and if you haven't tried and failed miserably, have at it. But God has made a provision. But he's not... He's not Ah, go out and have fun. Do whatever you want. Ah, I'm okay with it. Yeah, you're doing the best you can. We're, we're good. No. No. I want you to shake your head to that idea falls right out. Uh, so he's going to bring upon the disease of, Israel, uh, of Egypt, every sickness, uh, every plague, verse 61, which is not in the book of the law. Then will the Lord bring upon thee until thou be destroyed. And he's going to invent new sicknesses to bring on you. And you shall be left few in number, whereas you are as the stars of heaven for multitude. Because thou wouldst not obey the voice of the Lord thy God. It shall come to pass that as the Lord rejoiced over you to do you good, to multiply you, the Lord will rejoice over you to destroy you, to bring you to naught. You shall be plucked from off the land where thou goest to possess it. The Lord shall scatter thee among all people from one end of earth even unto the other. And there thou shalt serve other gods which neither thou nor thy fathers have known, even wood and stone. Among these nations shall thou find no ease. Neither shall the sole of thy foot have rest. But the Lord shall give thee a trembling heart and failing of eyes, and sorrow of mind, and thy life shall hang in doubt before thee, and thou shalt fear day and night, and shall have no assurance of thy life. Holocaust, anyone? In the morning thou shalt say, Would God it were even, and at even thou shalt say, Would God it were morning, uh, for the fear of thine heart wherewith thou shalt fear, and for the sight of thine eyes which thou shalt see. I think this is a hint of uh, the time of Jacob's trouble in there. If we had time, I'd go search that out and chase that. You're going to have to do that on your own. Um, there's uh, language in, I think it's Zephaniah, where it's talking about, and it's using the same thing. It's where you're sleeping on the bed that's too short, and, and you don't have enough, the blanket doesn't cover you, and you say, would to God that it were morning. And that's specifically talking about uh, the time of Jacob's trouble, better known to us as the Great Tribulation. Verse 68, and the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships. No way, we get out of there. Just because you're free from bondage, you have to maintain that. I'm, I'm, I'm not using, I'm not getting drunk. I'm not, uh, I've, I've had victory over like uh, 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 anything. Lust or fear or, uh, I've had victory over that doesn't mean we can't slip back into it. So just because we're free of Egypt doesn't mean we don't end up back there. Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships. By the way, where have I spake unto thee? 
Thou shalt see it no more again, and there you shall be sold unto your enemies for bondmen and bondwomen, and no man shall buy you. Go have a wonderful lunch. Uh, I know it's not a fun study. I know. I, I don't know how else to say it. I want to be faithful uh, teacher of the Word of God. God's not ambivalent about sin. But you're going to sin. Adam, I can't keep all the words of the law. I tried. I can't do it. I know. I know. Jesus became the curse for us. Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So what do we do as Christians? We accept Jesus Christ in our heart and to be our Lord and Savior. We try to please God with our lives. We give him our bodies to him, a living sacrifice. These are verses that we all know and that we're all very familiar with. And then what happens when we sin? We quickly come to him. We confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then we go on with him. And it's a wonderful thing. It's not turning. It's not rebellion. Not These things aren't true of us. We're not going to be consuming our sons and our daughters. We're not going to be in that place of cursing where God has to pour out his wrath upon us to get our attention. He knows how to bring us behind the woodshed and, and, and discipline us. Does he not? I, I, I got scars I can show you. Uh, he, he knows how, he loves us and he's not going to let us get away with sin forever. Uh, this happened to Israel. All these things happened. Uh, and any time they could have come to repentance and changed the whole, the whole thing. Would to God that we don't turn our backs or... All right, that's said enough. Let's, let's stand and let's have uh, our, our worship team come. Uh, he's holy. <coughs> I don't know how else to say. He's holy. Go ahead and stand. We'll, we'll pray. We'll receive the, the blessing. He's got a blessing for us. Father, we, we thank you. We praise you. You're a good God. You are a blessing, Heavenly Father. And the blessings that come from you, they overtake us. We, we couldn't get rid of them if we wanted to. All we do is just do the things that please you. And Lord, you, you know how to bless. Uh, so help us, Lord, to be those people all the time. Now, may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Amen.